I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, a five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk. So I'm letting them talk. All right, man. That was getting me hyped up. I am so ready for the season to get started. Obviously, tonight here on ADP presented by Bite Size Sports. Uh, Bite Size Sports. It's me, Dan, and then we've got Trevor as well. We're talking wide receivers. We're talking redraft leagues, getting those rankings going. But, man, we have more preseason football this weekend, including the Kansas City Chiefs on the 13th. I am so pumped to see some of these guys get out on the field. Finally. Finally, oh we'll get God. our own team out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, Thursday night was a little bit of a teaser last it's week. A teaser. It's, it's kind of junk football because, it's you know, you got Zach Wilson and – uh, you know, these fifth round, sixth round guys right. who are just trying to make the team. But, you know, there's some things that you can take away from it. And, and the most most thing that I took is like, we got football. We have real live football on our televisions. We are less than a month away from <laughs> that Thursday night Chiefs, Lions hanging another banner. Yep. Man, I cannot wait. I think that was the biggest. As a Chiefs fan, whenever we won the Super Bowl in 2019, right, the next year was the COVID season, and there was like the pageantry of dropping the banner and all of that that we had to miss out on. And then it was like we lose the next Super Bowl to Tampa, and then we drop the banner for everybody the following season. It was kind of like, man, imagine just like being the defending champs while you're doing that. And yeah. like, you know, all of these things that the players are enjoying this offseason – those are things the fans are missing out on too, right? There's all these bragging rights and we were locked in during COVID. Um, so this has been honestly a pretty awesome off season and I can't wait to strut around Arrowhead as a, the reigning That's champ. Right. <laughs> That's right. I've uh, been checking out the ticket prices. Uh, I will not be there on that Thursday night. <laughs> unfortunately, I assume you'll be there. Yep, actually, oh, they yeah. just gave me my. Uh, oh, yep, on this side, I got the five-year season ticket hat. So Love appreciate it. you, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I I will not make it. Um, lowest I've seen so far is low three hundreds dollars, not not level. Uh, so you know, it's 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 going to be a hard one to get into. That's hefty. Rightful, rightful or still right. Like we yeah. didn't get to see it the first time around, uh, the way that we wanted to see it. So. Uh, it's going to be awesome there in Arrowhead and just overall awesome to get kicked off for the NFL season. And what a, what a barber. I mean, the, the chiefs lions, we're going to talk about a couple of these wide receivers tonight. Yeah. Great, great offenses going at it. Lions defense is going to be trash. Chiefs could come out, put up 40 something points in the first game and also give up 30 something points. Like I, I, mean, I could see it being high flying coming out of the gates um, I know these offenses usually take a game or two, but it could be a really fun one coming out of the gates. And, and yeah, there's going to be some wide receivers out there on that field that we are going to have our eyes peeled to because of fantasy football. 1,000%, dude. It's going to be a blast. I think both of these offenses carry a lot of firepower. Obviously, you know, you got the best quarterback in the game on Kansas City side, but everything that the Lions did last year, they're going to be building on. I, you know, one of the receivers that I think 
has a lot of potential there. Um, we'll talk about them later for sure. But <clears throat> let's jump into some NFL news. Just a couple things to touch on real quick. Updates. Everything news related for fantasy is like running back heavy. I just feel yeah. like it's all been running That's back awesome. news. Unfortunately, Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. Is that two in a row? Two years in a row? Or is it like he did when one? Was Achilles half last year as well? Another? I can't remember exactly I, how that broke down. It's definitely his second one. And I remember because yeah. the first one was – was the first one? No, it was whenever JT was a rookie, right? Yes. You know, he was a rookie and he tore his, tore his Achilles and it was just over. Like then it was just JT's – Then it was JT's team. John, yep. Yep, he took, took over the reins from there. And then after that, Marlon Mack went to – did he go to Houston? He kind of pinballed around to yep. some different places after after he got injured and finally landed in a position with the Cardinals where he would have got, I think, RB2 touches right behind mm-hmm. James Conner, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Benjamin left. They didn't really have <clears throat> a ton of other running backs in that room. So it's really unfortunate that he, you know – had this opportunity taken from him. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just a a guy who never really could make it happen and could sustain it, you know, happening. And it's, here he is probably a a career that's not going to flourish at this point, unfortunately, due to these injuries. Unfortunately. Um, Who they got over there? Keontae Ingram, Corey Clement. Man, wasn't Corey Clement in, like, Philadelphia for 10 years? He was for a long time. I feel like he's been, like, a waiver wire pickup for me yeah. since, like, 2016. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, it looks like Keontae Ingram will be the number two there in Arizona now. Not a bad flyer-type guy because, yeah. you know, James Conner is definitely older. Um, and Keontae Ingram, I believe, was a rookie last year. So, we kind of talked a little bit about Trey McBride last week. This Cardinals team – not going anywhere this year. So they might be giving some of these young guys a chance. Um, They'll probably also run James Conner into the ground, I would assume. Yeah, that's my guess. They're going to get him involved in the passing game, Um, that sort of thing. Kareem Hunt, talking about a a guy who's been around for a while, did a couple visits this week with the Saints and the Colts. Obviously, Alvin Kamara got his suspension handed down. That is three games is what was ruled after he met with Roger Goodell, but Kareem Hunt, where is he going to land? He left New Orleans without a deal because there's other teams calling. He left the Colts without a deal. I'm guessing the Cardinals might call him. I'm sure there's some other teams kind of on his radar. Um, Maybe the teams that worked out guys like Fournette and Zeke, New England being one of those teams like that. Those are all scenarios I can see him jumping into. It's so weird. I I mean, we thought Dalvin Cook was going to – Signed just a a week ago with the New York Jets when he when he visited there he wasn't going to leave without a contract and here we are still with all these veteran running backs right. without teams uh, we are gonna you know at some point one of the dominoes will fall and I do believe they will start to kind of fill in these back end roster spots but you mentioned Arizona we kind of you know obviously without Marlon Mack now I would be intrigued if a guy like Kareem Hunt landed in Arizona. That would definitely get my ears perked a little bit because not that I think he's jumps into top, you know, 20 RB territory, but I think he would definitely he, he could become usable later in the year in bye weeks. You know, if you're trying yeah. to survive a bye week from a Christian McCaffrey, you know, one of these top running backs, you just need somebody to fill in. 
he could fill in there. Um, but right now he still doesn't have a home right now. He's not really on my radar until I know where his landing spot is. I'm kind of getting there with Fournette and Zeke as well. Uh, still interested in Dalvin Cook because I think he's got it a little bit still. Um, but need to see where that's at. Uh, I wish he would have signed with the Jets because I have a ton of Devin A-Chain. I've loved Devin A-Chain. Akine <laughs> is what I used to call him. I don't know what I'm supposed to call him still. Uh, I'm but, going with A-Chain now. And then I get – then we <laughs> see like Waddle's coming out and talking highly of him. I'm getting excited for this Devin A-Chain guy. Yep. And uh, I just don't want Dalvin Cook to go there just selfishly because I want to see how A-Chain does uh, there in Miami. And I do think, you know, most of Jeff Wilson will be fine, but I really think A-Chain has an opportunity to to take that job and run with it uh, for sure in Miami. So we'll see where some of these running backs fall for sure. No, I totally agree. I think uh, I had actually had my first redraft league draft last Sunday kind of broke the seal on it earlier than usual. You got the wide receivers. Oh man. I went wide receiver heavy, took the strategy we talked about, right? The zero RB strategy got Kamara late in the 12th man ended up with a chain actually. So I'm really hyped about him. So yeah, it ended up being a team that I feel pretty comfortable with Cooper cup, Patrick Mahomes, CD lamb, um, there's a lot of potential there, but if a chain pops off, like what you're saying and how I feel, I, I kind of overdrafted him based on what he's been going in ADP. I think he's like a round 12 kind of guy. Usually I took him in uh, middle of round 10. So I did jump the shark a little bit on him. Probably could have grabbed another guy there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really pumped about what he's going to do there. And I, I selfishly am with you. Dalvin Cook sign anywhere else. <laughs> anywhere else. Even if it's the Jets, I'm okay with that. Lee says Fournette to Arizona. Uh, again, a, another guy I would be intrigued by. Fournette catches passes. Bit. James Conner doesn't catch passes. They're going to have some guy by the name of David Blau. I don't actually know if David Blau's there. I just know that's like a, the quarterback <laughs> in Detroit that one day that nobody knew who he was. Is They're going to have some no-name quarterback. Is McSorley um, down there? Is I don't he know. still there? I do know Colt McCoy's there still. Yes, that's um, that's the guy. You know, who knows who, who's going to be throwing passes there. But if you get a pass-catching running back like a Leonard Fournette or a Kareem Hunt, that's going to really help that quarterback. So yeah, that, totally. would, that would, uh, you know, make me intrigued for sure. Absolutely. Well – should we uh, build up some more suspense for these top 15 receivers, or do you want to bust let's, into this thing? Let's just jump into jump into the life of a wide receiver, as Lee says here. If you're here with <laughs> us in the chat, thank you so much. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, we appreciate it. Hit that like button if you would. Uh, come on over to, to YouTube if you want. Um, if Facebook's more your jam, you can still comment there as well. But come on over to YouTube. Hit the like button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Bite size sports and uh, and jump in the chat. Let us know what you think about these wide receivers as we go through them. Uh, we'll we'll have some questions kind of for each other at the end. Love to hear your guys' answers as well. And of course, as always, tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where we're wrong. If you don't like our rankings, let us hear it in the chat because we're we're not you know we're not the end all. We are a resource for you to get better and better prepared. Uh, but we like to hear your comments as well. So jump in the chat with us tonight. 
And Dan, I will let you, you let's start at the top. What do you think? We start at top because the top's easy. Top's easy. And, the and top's we're the easy. same. We're the same at the top. And we got yep. one difference, but the top four are the same. I think guys. you're splitting hairs exactly uh, with each Agreed. of these four guys, right? Clear number one, John Boyd, if you're listening, this probably isn't a surprise to you. It's Justin Jefferson. We talked about it in the last episode. I mean, clear number one, Jamar Chase at two. You and I are in agreement there. We yep. split hairs at three and four, right? So I'll let you talk about your number three, and then I'll talk about mine. Yeah, I have uh, I have to pull this up because I want to make sure I cup. I almost said Hill, and I was like, I don't that's not right. I have <laughs> It's so close. It's so close. It, it really is. Um, I have I do have this backwards, but that's all good. I have Cooper Cup in front of Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup last year through nine weeks, full point PPR. Um, he was the number one wide receiver with, uh, in points per game. So he only played eight games in nine weeks because of the bye week. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I actually believe, had the most overall points. Yep. But through, you know, in points per game, for his first first eight games, he's the the number one overall. He's a full point ahead of Stephon Diggs at that point. He was cruising. This offense was cruising. Then he gets hurt in week ten. Yes, he's definitely getting older. He's going to be he's thirty years old this year. Stafford is also getting older. Both of their health is is a concern. So you know you want to start splitting hairs. I can see the negative part of it just because of the health concern and the age of these guys here. But Cooper Cup's one year removed from complete domination at the wide receiver wide receiver position, plus half the season last year he was dominating. Same offense, same quarterback, same coach. Mm. A healthy Cooper Cup, a healthy Matt Stafford. There's no reason he's not a top five wide receiver again this year. Yeah, and that's the part that puts Hill above Cup for me is the health factor, right? Hill – has missed two, three games in his career, and it was mostly in one season when he broke his collarbone, or I guess that would have been like four games, something along those lines. He's just been very a very healthy receiver and consistent in that regard. Um, I think another year with Tua, a lot of his value is impacted because Tua wasn't on the field for some of those games, which is where he kind of fell off towards the back half of the season. Not fell off completely. Obviously, he's still top five, top four guy. But um, the fact that two is coming in fully healthy, I think there's a really good opportunity for him to continue to build that chemistry and blow up. And obviously, he's the best receiver on that field. Anytime the Dolphins offense is out there, there's another guy we'll talk about here in a little bit who I think has a lot of talent. But um <clears throat> with Tyreek Hill, I just got to put him a little bit ahead of Cooper Cup because we saw that Rams offense just completely implode due to injury last year. And I don't know, I need a little a little bit of proof it, but Cup's already kind of proven it to stay in my top four for sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you think about it, that's 25 straight games essentially where he just – he was the number one wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, coming off injury, you're not going to necessarily know exactly how they're going to – to come out uh, to start the year, but you do kind of have an idea of how Tyreek and, and two are going to come out and Jalen Waddle and company. So, yep. all right. So that's our four tier one wide receivers, one through four. Again, they're pretty well the same. Let yep. us know if you're in the chat, who do you like better Tyreek Hill 
or Cooper Cup as we go on to our tier two. Dan, you've got three guys in this tier. We only have one guy that is the same, just one, <laughs> which is just interesting. And it's both of our fifth guy, right? So yep. we both have Stefan Diggs at five. Dan, let talk a little bit about this tier two for you. So tier two for me was difficult not to include the guy, the other guy that you have in that tier. Um, I think with what I put in after immediately after Diggs is CD Lamb. I think there's a really good opportunity for him to continue to build on his success last year. I think he had a little bit of a breakout year. <clears throat> it was all career highs across the board, and he was doing some phenomenal things. And the Cowboys offense is getting a lot of hype as they do every year, but this year feels a little bit different to me. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to come in and just kind of take the NFC by storm a little bit. They have a weaker um, conference over there, especially when it comes to defenses. And I just really like him. Obviously your guy has that same potential, but um, I'm, I'm really big on CeeDee Lamb. And then I'm following that up with Devonte Adams. I mean, he had Derek Carr throwing to him for the majority of the season. And then after that, they switched up the quarterbacks and he was still balling out with Jared Stedham. So, I mean, it's it's just a proof to me that Devontae Adams is almost like how DeAndre Hopkins was for m most of his career. You just doesn't matter who's under center. He's going to catch those balls and, and get open and catch three touchdowns every other week and do what he does in the end zone. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to overdraft for Devonte Adams, but I definitely like him a little bit more than the rest of the guys on my list. Yeah. And he's just, he's, he's a baller. I mean, he is yeah. one of the best that we've seen play the position. Lee says cup is not in my top six, mm -hmm. JJ chase Hill, AJ Brown and Diggs. Well, that's only five. Who, who, who else is up there? Maybe cup's supposed to be six. <laughs> Um, AJ Brown up there though, at number four, which is a little interesting and really not too far off where I have AJ Brown as I have AJ Brown sitting here at number six, right after the aforementioned Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown last season, wide receiver six. Um, obviously I'm ranking him right back in that same spot. AJ Brown was one of just four wide receivers to hit at least 39 PPR points in a single game last year. Uh, you know, number one, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, and also Amon Ross St. Brown all hit 39 or 40 points last year uh, in one game. A.J. Brown over 25 points in four games last season. And, and that was, if you remember, the Philadelphia Eagles were not a pass-heavy team. In fact, they were the fourth most run-heavy team in the league, nearly 50% of their plays were run plays, all while A.J. Brown still producing top six wide receiver week in and week out. Out of the five wide receivers that finished above A.J. Brown last year, C.D. Lamb had the next highest run rate on a team. That was ninth with the Cowboys at 47%. The top four guys, they were all bottom of the, of the league. Those teams were bottom of the league in run rate. So AJ Brown's doing this on a team that's running the ball 50% of the time. I just think that is uh, phenomenal for this guy. I also don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to run the ball 50% of the time this year because I, they're going to have a tough schedule. They, yep. I mean, they're so, on the number one up. schedule, right? So they're playing all the number one teams. They're not necessarily going to be able to run the ball all the time. Like they did last year. I think that kind of keeps 
A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith in the game a little bit. Dallas Goddard in the game a little bit more. Uh, Jalen Hurts throwing the ball a little bit more in these games. So I, I like A.J. Brown here to slide into my top six. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, if we're if we're moving into my tier three, it's it's led off with AJ Brown. I think he's a solid receiver. My fear was actually related to their run rate and what that was going to look like. I definitely see your point, right? I don't think they're going to be in a position where it's like garbage time all the time for them. Um, I think that percentage maybe is skewed a little bit too because of all their QB stakes <laughs> that they were running. Those are technically one yarders. <laughs> right. But um, my big fear with A.J. Brown is less about the run and more about the breakout potential of Devontae Smith and what that's going to look like as far as targets that are going to be shifting over to him. I think he has really big potential to kind of jump onto the scene. And, you know, that's just something that I try to look at when it comes to these these receivers. Now, right after A.J. Brown, I do have Garrett Wilson. And then to round up my top 10 in the 10 spot, is Jalen Waddle. I love watching this kid play. I think he was awesome last year as the second fiddle to Tyreek Hill. And obviously he put up top 10 wide fantasy receiver numbers and was able to explode at any given time. So if you're looking at wide receiver tandems, in my opinion, the Waddle Hill tandem is the best in the league. No offense, Jason Higgins. I think they're right there neck and neck with how you can stack those two up. But with what Waddle's doing um, in that two position, like that's the only number two receiver I would draft and feel comfortable having him as my number one receiver in fantasy. Yeah, I uh, can agree with that because I think that, well, you're probably getting what in the back end of the second round, you, you take a guy like Christian McCaffrey, say you want to go running back. You come around and Waddle's your number, your first wide receiver. You're feeling pretty solid still. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not opposed to doing something like that at all. Get you know McCaffrey at. I mean, I'm opposed to getting McCaffrey, but if you wanted to get McCaffrey at five, whatever, and then you come around, then you take Waddle. Um, I, you know, I agree with your point of like, yeah, he could definitely be your fantasy wide receiver one, although he's the wide receiver two. Um, there in Miami. I, I have a couple more stats I will add to your Waddle take. I have him a little bit further down, though, so I'll hold on that for now, mm-hmm. and I'll jump into my Tier 3, which is a little bit larger. Um, I kind of I kind of slid five guys in here. All of these guys constantly are going back into the first round, first part of the second round on underdog. Now, underdog – in best ball, these wide receivers are flying off the board early. When you get to your home redraft leagues, Dan, you can speak to this. You just did one last week. Yeah. These guys aren't – you. Wh- where did you get Lamb? Round two. Round? So I was pick five in a 12-man league. So I got Cup at the fifth spot, and it came all the way back around for CD Lamb to land at me at – what would that be? Pick 19? So, yeah, which is – and that's what happens in these redraft leagues. That's what happens in these home leagues. Running backs definitely always get pushed up a little bit more than, you know, your underdogs where people are drafting all off season long and 
wide receivers are just a little bit safer. It feels like to pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the, the, just the, the way that they're set up, right. You can play like three or four of them versus two running backs. So anyways, all these guys first back into the first round front side of the second round um, on underdog all season or off season long. They are Garrett Wilson, who I have at seven, CD Lamb at eight, Amon Ross St. Brown at nine, the aforementioned Devontae Adams at 10. And then I have Chris Olave. I added him with this tier a little bit. I thought about dropping him to tier four, but I really, really like Chris Olave. But right now I want to talk about Garrett Wilson real quick. Top 24 last year in his rookie season. I mean, what? I mean, literally, I wrote down shit ass quarterbacks. Like, who did he like? Zach Wilson, Chris Striebler. Uh, I mean, I mean, I can't keep up with all these quarterbacks. Was Mike Joe White Flacco. there last year, or was that the year before? Joe Flacco threw passes Joe to Flacco him. I mean, uh, just Mike, really Mike bad White. quarterback. That, that's like, what Mike White was there last year, right? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, so, he got hurt. Man. Mike White was probably the the best quarterback for him. <laughs> I just. <laughs> And Garrett Wilson was phenomenal. Like he, yeah, he showed great. up, showed out. Now he's got a former MVP, Aaron Rodgers, throwing to him. And you know, we might not know exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to be, but it's an upgrade from what they had. He might not be the Aaron Rodgers of old, but he is better than Zach Wilson, seventy-five-year-old Joe Flacco, you know, Mike White, whoever it is. Right. And that, to me, really elevates the expectations for Garrett Wilson this year. Last year, he was number six in targets earned, top 12 in routes run. Tenth, uh, He was the 10th overall pick, right, out of Ohio State last season. They really believe in this guy. They want him to be great. Uh, and he had the six most unrealized air yards. Uh, so anybody who's new here, really unrealized air yards are passes that landed incomplete, right? So to me, that's a sign of bad quarterback play. They're throwing to him. They're targeting him. He's earning those targets. The quarterback can't find him and connect with him, especially if he's got the sixth most unrealized air yards. Bad quarterback play. You get Aaron Rodgers in there this year. You really elevate from a top 24 to what I think. I mean, I think he has top five potential this year uh, to Garrett Wilson there and definitely should land in the top 12. Oh, yeah. He's my keeper. In my league with my high school buddies, I drafted him round 14 last year. So That's he's going nice to <laughs> cost me a round 13 pick in a 10-man league. So, um, yeah, I'm all about it. Did you – quick sidebar. Did you watch the Hard Knocks? I have not watched Hard Knocks. Oh, man. That first episode – really hyped me up for this gear. Wilson, Aaron Rodgers connection. Now it's probably a lot of uh, photography or cinematography yeah. that's getting me hyped up about it, but I am pumped. Yeah. Kev says Wilson's going to have a great year and Mike White has had a crazy career, crazy career. Yeah. He's got the longest neck in NFL history. Uh, he's just the lengthiest dude of all time. And uh, yeah, Davis Mills playing? would like a word about <laughs> well, that all right. next situation. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got me with Davis Mills. That thing is Mike White uh, on the roster for the Miami Dolphins. Great. So we might see him over the next couple of weeks and then hopefully not anymore this season. Uh, that would mean to us had a nice, healthy 
good yes. season. Ideally, the Hill and Waddle are catching passes from Davis Tua. Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills. What a <laughs> what a pull, man. What a pull. Uh, let's uh, let's finish up these top 15 uh, guys here. I'll let you kind of start with your yeah. last tier here. I'll go ahead and kick that off. My tier four is the back end of the top 15. So this is the final five. And I'll start mine off with Chris Olave. I really do like Chris Olave. I think he's the clear number one, even with a healthy Michael Thomas. You know, you never really – we don't know who he is anymore. Who is Michael Thomas anymore? We haven't seen him in full action since, like, 2019, right? This is going on four seasons since he's done anything. Foot and ankle injuries, right? There's, there's it's, a, lot and it's of, been, a lot with his legs. Exactly. What kind of speed is he going to have? What kind of burst is he going to have from his cuts? Is he going to be able to get that release that he got early in his career where he was breaking off? They called him Slant Boy, right? If, is he going to get that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's Olave's turn to kind of be that guy in New Orleans, and he has a clear quarterback upgrade with Derek Carr. Now, Absolutely. say what you say what you want about Derek Carr, but I think this New Orleans team is going to be dangerous. They're the clear favorites in the NFC South, in my mind, and I'm I'm a big fan of what Olave Olave is going to do for that offense. Uh, I I hadn't even thought about it, and I, actually, I was listening to podcasts today. They were talking about the Saints' schedule, and oh, it's, it's cupcake. Oh my gosh! Like, I probably ought to put some more money down on the, the Saints winning division. the division. Yeah, the Saints, you know, being a maybe throw in some money with the Saints being like a top two seed in the NFC. Not they because they're well going to be, be, not because I think they're Super Bowl contenders, but they play obviously, you know, their own division six times. Right. But they're playing a what a third place schedule, I believe. A lot of rookie quarterbacks on their schedule this year, a lot of bad defenses on their schedule mm-hmm. this year. Now that might not be great for the passing offense, but uh yeah, sign me up for some Chris Olave. That is for sure. Yeah. Big fan of his. Followed by my other favorite number two receiver, T. Higgins in Cincinnati. DK Metcalf, I'm putting him up there. I think him and Geno Smith for another year, they're really going to ball out, especially with the uh, running back room they're building over there. That's going to be a nice playoff of the passing game. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, has potential. He scares me a little bit with injury. I feel like he's missed games a couple here and there every season he's been in the league. Um, obviously, Jared Goff isn't a world beater at QB either, but uh, I think that Lions offense has enough power. And then DeAndre Hopkins at 15. I had to sneak him in there. Man. He was pacing for like almost 1,500 yards and double-digit tutties last year. I think he's going to come into that Tennessee offense and turn things around. The, the offensive line is going to be a big decider on that too, though. You're, you're, you're killing me, man. But you really kill I almost, I almost talked about Traylon Burks. Not in top 12, not top 15, but in one of our questions later on. Oh, I almost, no. and I'm like, man, I can't have, I can't be talking about two Titans wide receivers <laughs> in the same. We, we got to talk about Derrick Henry next weekend, next week. Oh, I'm it's like, going to be, I'm so pumped for next week's episode. <laughs> guys, Ryan Tannehill is like 45 years old. How's he going to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> hey, How's Malik Willis has shown improvement too. That's at uh, least what Brable saying. Right. If you got three quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks, right? Isn't that the isn't that the saying? Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Uh well James likes the D hop 
talk from your end, I assume. Yes, sir. In the chat, Lee says, who's Michael Thomas? One word, rich. Yeah, he's rich. You're right. <laughs> he's not going to help <laughs> us get rich by winning fantasy football. Our yeah, little $5 put, don't put homies. your money on him. <laughs> he's made his money. He doesn't care about your fantasy teams anymore. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, before I get to my 11 to 15, I will let James throw his hot take in here. Traylon has more receiving yards than D-Hop this year. I am down wow. for this hot take. I am definitely drafting Traylon Burks way more than DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of that's just ADP, honestly, yeah. just because you can get Burks later on. Um, I do like Burks now a little bit more with DeAndre Hopkins, which sounds maybe convoluted or, or you know, how does that work? But to me, you're pulling some of the guys, you know, pulling some of that attention away from Traylon Burks and allowing – that's to go to DeAndre Hopkins, so maybe Burks can succeed. And again, a second-year wide receiver uh, had a good season last year, coming into his own versus a guy who's what thirty-three. What is Hopkins nowadays? I think he's uh, I mean, barely he's thirty. Barely thirty? Isn't that crazy? Like Cooper comes thirty. And I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is older than those guys. Yeah, D Hop is. 31. That's crazy to me. That's it, really. It like I well, really and, feel like he's so much older than Keenan Allen. They came in at the same year, didn't they? 2013, probably so. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's gone to multiple teams. Yeah, maybe that just kind of makes me think like, and he's been good for longer. Like Keenan Allen missed that for those first couple years with injuries, you know, before he really busted out. Yeah, James said 31 as well. Yeah. James says he's now not the guy D-Hop signing was great for him. It's talking about Burks, and I, I agree. He He's not going to get all that attention. I also think the D-Hop signing, while I think it takes away, you know, some targets for Chigokonkwa, I do think it'll open up some more for him. Now, yeah, there's going to be underneath the targets he needs, but I definitely think it opens up a little bit more for Chigokonkwa as well. Uh, yeah. You know, we talked tight ends last week. You want to hear our top twelve tight ends? Please go take a uh, uh, some time and listen to that. Watch that on the YouTube channel. Um, it was a good episode. It was a little bit quicker episode, but go check that out. Um, I think we may have mentioned Chig's name a few times, but yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, me I think on. he's going to have an op op opportunity to get some underneath targets there. All right, let's uh, Kev Moss, Johnson, Jones, and Hopkins. That's just the that's the old guys. It's all the old guys. <laughs> all, the, all right, let me talk about my last couple wide receivers here in the top 15. I've got Jalen Waddle at 12, T. Higgins at 13, Debo Samuel at 14, and Devontae Smith at 15. Outside of Debo, you know, this is just the wide receiver two range. Uh, all these guys are elite wide receivers. They would be number ones on any other team. In the NFL, if they were there, um, you know, teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, we would love to have T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, right. <laughs> Smith, any of those guys, right? Uh, so this is kind of that tier. I see them all very, very similar. Um, I love Debo Sam Samuel, one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's just such a beast. He's a man-child. You get him the ball, and it's going to be hard to take him down. Uh, so I really like Debo Samuel. I think he's probably – he's like a staple – in my top 15.
But you talked about Jalen Waddle earlier, so I won't go too in-depth on him. But I will add to some of the things that you had said. In a season that hit – like, obviously, uh, Tua wasn't fully healthy. Waddle still ends up as the eighth-best PPR wide receiver. Number one in both yards per target and yards per reception. So very efficient wide receiver, right? Yeah. Very. If he's running routes – He's getting targets. He's catching passes. He's doing a lot with those, whether they're, you know, long passes down the field or shorter passes that he's creating with. He's just a very efficient wide receiver. You can get him mid-second round like we talked about earlier, uh, and, and I like him. I like him as the number one wide receiver. I like him as your second wide receiver. Uh, you know, if you're grabbing a Cooper Cup, like you said earlier, C.D. Lamb, maybe yeah. Waddle falls a little further than Lamb does. Maybe – in your home redrafts, maybe you can get Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase and get Waddle to fall back to the second round, back in the second round. Uh, I would love that start as well. I probably would avoid uh, in a redraft league a Hill Waddle stack just because that's a lot for redraft. Yeah. Um, love it in like a best ball where you're just looking for ceiling stuff. But if you can get like a Chase Waddle start, Chase Devo start, you know, Chase Devontae Smith, any of these guys here. In my last tier here, 11 to 15, I like quite a bit yeah. um, at the back end of the second round, early start of the third round. What do you uh, uh, what do you think about Devon? Where do you have Devontae Smith real fast? Because you don't have him in your top 15. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I still think he's – I don't know. I think he has a lot of potential. I mentioned it earlier, right, that he could kind of take some of those targets away from AJB. But, um, you know, where where I kind of have him sitting, I think he's still kind of a top 20 guy, right? Maybe like a 17, 18 um, in that range. There's a couple other guys I don't have that you have. I think Debo's higher than Devontae Smith, in my opinion. So I'd plug him in up there. Um, yeah, I mean, just just looking at it, I think once you get out of the top 15, there's like a couple of other tiers that we could go through where it's like, you know, very slim gaps between them. Like Tyler Lockett somewhere in there. We, we didn't talk about either of the Jaguars receivers, um, Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk. I think both those guys can fit in somewhere. Neither of the chargers receivers were talked about with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So there's a lot of like hair splitting that's going on with these receivers. I don't know if I've ever seen a deeper group um, than what we have now. <laughs> yeah absolutely i agree with that dan are you skittish oh wrong one are you skittish on jalen hurts i really like jalen hurts from a fantasy perspective especially because of what he does well, on yeah, the he runs the football yep i mean the dude's a beast it's yeah i think it's less about you know my thing with the eagles receivers is less about hurts talent and more about their game plan yeah and kind of how they win games and what that looks like. Um, they definitely have a tougher schedule than they did last year, right? They're yep. playing the first place schedule, as you mentioned earlier. So those are all things that I'm analyzing. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it <laughs> with the Eagles guys because I know they're still going to ball out. They're, I'm still going to draft A.J. Brown if he falls to me in the early second, you know, depending on where I'm at. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, just kind of how I'm feeling on it right now. I I love Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, um, yeah. I, I mean, he's a good he's a good quarterback. 
I agree with the, the running situation and just the game plan in general. Are there going to be enough targets? Are there going to be enough pass attempts to even, right. you know, have two top 12 wide receivers? They had it last year. They just essentially lived on big plays, um, big games. Well, A.J. Brown had three touchdown catches in the, the game. He scored 39 points. It's just big-time games like that, and sometimes those are a little bit difficult because, uh, you know, you can't necessarily predict them. I do think Devontae Smith's probably a little bit more boomer bust than like a T Higgins who they're going to throw the ball all the time. And T Higgins is always going to get you 10 points, you know, and then occasionally he's going to get you 22. Uh, whereas Devontae Smith's probably going to give you like four to five, a couple of games and then blow up for a 30 17 you know, whatever. Yeah, get you a 25 <laughs> like yeah. he's gonna, it's gonna happen but you're not gonna necessarily know when it's gonna happen james is absolutely right so many stellar receivers in the league we are going to talk about that just a little bit later on if you're in the chat with us thanks for hanging out let us know did we miss anyone in the top 12 for the uh, audio listeners i'll run through it real quick before we talk about our next little piece, I went Jefferson and one, Chase, Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, Debo, and Devontae Smith. That's my top 15. Dan, I'll read yours off for you so you don't have to. Dan goes Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Cup, Diggs, Lamb, Adams, A.J. Brown at eight, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, T. Higgins to round out his top 12, D.K. Metcalf at 13, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then DeAndre Hopkins. Did we miss anybody in the top 15 here? Who do you like that we didn't talk about? Dan, let's take us to the next question. Yeah, I think, you know, we're looking at the top 15 here. Even if we bust it into top 24, Looking at all those receivers that we talked about, didn't talk about, thinking about those guys, which one do you think is most likely to fall out of the top 24? This is – top 24 might have been a pretty big drop. <laughs> you know, like uh, you, you, we always ask this question normally. Yeah. We're like, ah, top 20. Who's going to fall out of the top 12? Right. Top 24 is going to be a long fall for these guys that we have ranked in the top 15. Yeah. But I, I am going to go with, out of all my top 15, I'm going to go Devontae Adams, and not because of his talent. Jimmy G at quarterback, obviously in the past in the San Francisco, he's shown that ability to, to provide pass catchers, a, an opportunity to be good at fantasy football. But he's got a little bit of injury concern here this preseason. He's, the Raiders have this holdout thing looming with Josh Jacobs. I just – I could see this thing just – fall apart in Las Vegas. And that's why I'm saying if anybody, it could be Devontae Adams, not because he's not one of the best wide receivers in the league, but literally because I think that this team could just be flat out bad. The bottom could fall out of this thing. People could get, you know, fired, quarterbacks changing over, who's going to be running the football. Like I I could just see the, the Raiders just being absolutely poor this year, which could end up, you know, bringing Devontae Adams down 
outside of the top 15 and potentially outside of the top 24. Man, how sad would that be to see that happen to Devon? I already feel Three bad. Three years for him. ago in Green Bay, just absolutely being a stud. Straight. And he leaves Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Yeah. Three straight NFC championship games and then goes to the Raiders. And you know Can play with his best friend who leaves after a year. Right. And they they forced him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, right. Right. But it's just a tough situation uh for him because I don't know that that would have been if he if he had a crystal ball and was able to see, okay, I get to play with my guy, but they're going to push him out. I don't know if he takes that situation. Right. But, yeah, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I could absolutely see that that coming down the pipe. You know, obviously, I don't want that to happen. I think his talent is enough to overcome that. But, um, you know, with the, the way the Raiders have been historically, we haven't seen them really sustain, sustain any success in a – you know, for any extended period of time in a very long time. So that could be something to worry about when I'm, when I looked at the question, I didn't think it was that crazy. Um, I mean, just looking at a 12 man league, a lot of those guys are starting three, three receivers each. Like if we push it to 36, it'd be like, okay, now we can really start to look at, um, you know, how devastating would it be if you went to receivers from this board and then they dropped out of the top 24? You're like, you're not winning a Super Bowl with a roster that that works that way because of who you skip out on uh, yep. to grab that guy that falls out of the top 24. So, I mean, this really could be like a make or break kind of question um, if you don't know the answer to it. For me, that guy is DK Metcalf. Um I think there is potential for him not to have the success that I'm projecting for him. Um, I think <clears throat> with Geno Smith, my fear with him is that he's just going to be a one hit wonder kind of deal where he had this big time season. There wasn't a lot of tape with him in the Seahawks offense. I don't think defense has really respected him a ton. And now he's going to get a little bit more respect, a little bit more targeting towards him game plans modeled to him. So those are things that I worry about with DK Metcalf. And I think if I'm looking at top 24, he has the highest potential to maybe drop out of that. Yeah. And I was trying to look just a little bit last year, like who are some names outside that top 24? Uh, you know, if you're looking at total over the course of the year, Cooper cup fell down to 23, obviously missed half the season. Uh, Juju, I think, was in you know probably most people's top twenty last year. He ended up in at twenty seven. Deontay Johnson was highly you know touted last year. Oh yeah, with what zero touchdowns. Um, Love Deontay Johnson Big this ball. year at his current ADP. That's for sure. Debo Samuel misses some games, ends up as wide receiver thirty eight. Gabe wow. Davis was inside my top twenty four last year, ends up at thirty six. Uh, and then Keenan Allen, of course, missed the first part of the season, but all the way down at 42. So yeah. um, whether it's injuries, whether it's game planning, whether they're losing their jobs, it's definitely going to happen to some of these top top 20, top 15 wide receivers. And like you mentioned earlier, like you just don't want to make – you want to make sure you avoid at least two of them uh, because it's kind of <laughs> yeah. inevitable that one of them is going to happen. Lee says that Cooper's not getting enough respect. We did not talk about Amari Cooper at all. That's and true. I don't really think we're going to. Let's uh let's talk Amari Cooper here. Amari Cooper with Jacoby Brissett for most of the season last year. Uh ends up as a top 10 
wide receiver option, very consistent, 14.5 PPR points per game. He doesn't really have the ceiling. Uh, he does. He did have one 30-point game last year, but doesn't really have like a consistent ceiling and definitely has a very low floor as he went under 10 points multiple times last right. year. Uh, but what do you, how do you feel about Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson for a full season? Well, if you if you look at his production last year, it fell when Deshaun Watson became their starting quarterback. That was when things really started to turn turn around for Cooper in a bad way um, on the fantasy sheet. I think maybe a full year with Watson under center, full off season, that sort of thing could be beneficial to them. I do agree with Lee that he's not getting any respect because he didn't get respect last year either, and he ended up being a league winner for some people, right? Um, yeah, week yeah. 17, he had 25. So uh, if you had that's him on your – time. Yeah, that's – when it counted the most, he was, uh, he was the fourth best yep. in week 17. All those junk points coming in. That's right. <laughs> but – but yeah, I mean, I, I I do agree with that point. I think he's not getting a lot of respect. Obviously, we didn't write him in in on any of these questions in, in the show we were pre- prepared for tonight. So I think that's a great point, right? He is the number one wide receiver for a team in the National Football League. Like he's gonna put up some points. He's gonna get targets, and his quarterback character issues aside, is not that bad at football. You know what I mean? So, um. He's definitely going to get some points and and put them up. I think we have a question we're going to talk about later, you know, wide receiver that we like based on ADP. I think that's definitely one that you could talk about. And I know we're not talking about him tonight, yeah. but I do want I do think that's important to know. Yeah, I, I've got him showing on sleeper app why um ADP of 45. And I mean, I'm sitting at wide receiver 17. So he just missed my top 15. Yeah. Here, so um, I do not mind, you know, an an ADP of forty five. I was going to check here um, on the underdog, see where he's at. He's going there. Amari Cooper again, underdog. It pushes wide receivers up a lot. ADP of thirty three. So um, you're talking front end of the third round in best ball formats to the back end of the fourth round in redraft leagues. But I'm just that like. If, if I'm taking Cooper Cup at the first and, and a Jalen Waddle in the second, maybe a tight – like a Mark Andrews in the third and then Amari Cooper in the fourth, like you know I'm going to run that zero RB life. And so, <laughs> like I, I would I would love that. If Amari Cooper yeah. is going to be my third – now, I don't want to – I don't want Amari Cooper to be my first because I do think there is a little bit of risk with Cooper and really with Deshaun Watson more than Cooper. How is he going to be? But if, if Cooper is going to be my second or third wide receiver, I'm going to feel really comfortable with that because I do think there is some reward as well. If, yeah. if Deshaun Watson does show up and is the guy that we he used to be, then that that could really elevate Cooper's game. And top 10 could happen again uh, very easily. And now you've got him as your third drafted wide receiver. Uh, you're going to like that a lot all season long. Absolutely. I think he's got a lot of potential there. All right, Dan, we talked about guys who are going to fall out of the top 24. Give me a couple of names of guys that we haven't mentioned yet that you could see potentially ending up in 
the top 12 towards the end of the football season. Yeah, man. So I have a couple guys here um, who could end up there. First, I want to highlight Mike Williams, right? We haven't seen really a healthy season from him, but his production has been fantastic. And I think this is, we've talked about it for a few years now, but this is the year that he leapfrogs Keenan Allen on that depth chart officially. Um, I don't think, that uh, I think with Herbert getting paid too, there's just going to be a lot of emphasis on developing that long-term relationship with him and Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's going to be on his way out the door after this season. Um, there's a chance that if he's healthy, that chemistry is going to be able to catapult him up. A couple other guys I'm looking at, Kadarius Tony, obviously the number one receiver in Kansas City. There's so much mystery around that room. You don't know who is going to emerge as the number one. Tony has injury concerns, but if he pops off and turns in a season like what Mahomes was doing with Tyreek Hill before he left, that could be top 10 type of numbers. Uh, Christian Kirk I like, and then DJ Moore I like as well as the headline receiver in Chicago. I think they take a similar approach to the Eagles with their offense, and that can mean big plays for DJ Moore, just like what AJ Brown's getting. So those are guys I'm looking at as like potential to get into that realm. Yeah, I'm excited about DJ Moore. Like yeah. I, I mean, legitimately, I I think that Justin Fields is ready to take that next step as a passer. Yeah. Getting a guy like DJ Moore. Uh, you know, similar to – I don't think he's going to be like Stephon Diggs by any means, but, like, <laughs> that's what the Bears – I felt like that's kind of what the Bears is. Like, okay, yeah, we've got this quarterback ready to take the next step. How do we get him a, an elite pass catcher? DJ Moore has always been kind of just chilling out in the 20 range for fantasy football. It's time for him to take a step forward uh, with a guy like Justin Fields as his quarterback. Excited about that. Um, prospect for sure. Mike Williams, uh, what? Yeah, he might take that next step to, but I, I just can't get over the injury thing. Like the guy, the guy doesn't let any ball touch the That's ground, the he'll go catch everything. Yeah. <laughs> like that ends up him landing hard on the ground. He goes hard constantly. I don't like that's that's my biggest red flag for Mike Williams, and and quite frankly, has. As me pushing him down, I have uh, I <laughs> I might be even too low on him. I have him down in the 30s. In my oh ranking. man! So I, and and now Quentin Johnson's there, so there's even more people that take targets. I, I think I'm just so over trying with Mike. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I've talked about it, like he's gonna be it, and maybe this is the year that he's it. I just Keenan Allen's so much safer. He's not going to, you know, Keenan Allen's not going to give you the boom games, but he's a safe wide receiver. Quentin Johnston's coming in here. You know, Gerald Everett is a fan favorite on this show. I, that, I just, I don't know what, what Williams is going to bring, but I think he has the potential. Like, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's just a matter yeah. of can the guy stay healthy? That really worries me. Um, it's all the all the ifs. If he stays yeah. healthy this, if he stays healthy that, and I'm That's with right. you, man. Like, being a, a Chiefs fan like you and I are, obviously we've heard a lot of stuff about the Chargers. Hey, they've got this and that and this. Mike Williams being one of those topics that gets thrown around. And, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the big if for sure. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, Lee says Mike is always hurt. We absolutely agree. Yeah. George Pickens could sneak into the top 24. Maybe so. I actually like Deontay Johnson a lot better. Um, I feel like Deontay Johnson is getting overlooked quite a bit, but he's got some positive touchdown regression coming towards him. Uh, zero touchdowns last year. I think the expected touchdown for him was like five. Uh, so those are essentially people going back and looking at plays that probably should have ended as touchdowns, but just didn't for whatever reason. DK Metcalf had a lot of those last year as well uh, to where he could have had a way different season too. But yeah, George Pickens has some talent there, but I, I just like Deontay Johnson more than George Pickens. My guys here, I have uh, Calvin Ridley, who I have ranked at 18, Christian Watson in Green Bay, who I've ranked at 20, and Drake London, who I have ranked at wide receiver 23. A lot of question marks around all three of these guys, quarterback questions with Christian Watson and Drake London. Is it, you know, is Jordan Love going to be the guy? Is Desmond Ritter going to be able to keep up in the NFL? Calvin Ridley hasn't played in two years, so that's obviously a, a huge question mark. Um, that's You're going to see that in my reflection in my rankings. You're going to see that reflected in ADP. These guys are going to be cheaper. But I have all three in my top 24. I'm not really scared of taking these guys. Um, I, Calvin Ridley's getting a little pricey for me. You know, he's getting the camp hype, a couple couple sweet clips here and there. So he's kind of getting a little pricey for me. Uh, but I really do think that all three of these guys have a ceiling that could end up in the top 12. And this is like the range. If, I, if I'm looking for a little bit more boom-bust style guys, I'm going to take these guys – Scratch the rankings. If I'm just building a team that I'm like, okay, I need like a boom bust type wide receiver in this fifth, sixth round. I'm going to take these guys over a guy like Keenan Allen, who look, if I take a boom bust guy early, I'm going to take Keenan Allen because you know what you're going to get from Keenan Allen. Mm. But I'd rather take these high ceiling guys. Like I think these guys have way better ceiling than some of the other guys in the same range. I'm still ranking Jerry Judy. I don't think he has a high ceiling. Terry McLaurin safe play. I don't think he has a high ceiling where I think Drake London, uh, Christian Watson being the number one in, in Green Bay. If Jordan loves the guy, Christian Watson is going to get plenty of opportunity in Green Bay. And I like, right. I like that proposition for sure. Let's not forget what Christian Watson did over the back end stretch of last season, right? It was like six or eight touchdowns in a four game span, like just blew up and it seemed like he was finally getting the offense but also was finally healthy he missed a yeah. lot of games due to injury early on in that season and then just balled out i am three games top. over 20 points uh weeks 10 to 13 yep. over 20 points all four games how many touchdowns did he put up in that span like there Great was questions. one game he caught three i think he had like four or five in back-to-back -back weeks total Individual week. Let's see. Week 10. Watson. Christian Watson, three touchdowns, four catches on eight targets, 107 yards, and three touchdowns in week 10. Two – oh, sorry, that's the wrong guy. Uh, yeah, two touchdowns in, on four catches, six targets yeah. in a week. In week 11. Five, five touchdowns in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. He was absolutely balling out. Add another touchdown in week 12 on four catches, six targets. So he wasn't getting a lot of a lot of targets, but 
he was doing a lot with the targets that he He's had. Efficient. Another touchdown in week 13. So yeah. he had three, two, one, one. So he has seven touchdowns in four weeks headed into the bye week in week 14. Insane. Insane. I I like Calvin Ridley. I hate his price this year. I think yeah. that's just mind-blowing to me how much draft capital people are giving up, not just in like mock drafts, but in actual drafts. Like you said it already, he hasn't played in two years. Like let's get him on the field before we're just blowing this guy up. And um, I, I'm, I'm hoping he does well. Right. But I'm not going to be one of those guys that spends that draft capital to get that reward. Now, if he falls to me in like round five, then, you know, I'd, Round four or five, I'd feel a little more comfortable, maybe. But I've I've seen him go round three sometimes. It's just nuts. Like five is maybe where I'm a little more comfortable taking him. Um, yeah, I've seen him multiple times already in underdog go back into the second round in best ball. So um, man, you and I are gonna be drafting a best ball team here in uh, a week. So next Friday. Dan's going to join me on the Rumbles of Red. Yes, sir. Uh, where we will be drafting a best ball team on Underdog. Use promo code Trevor Steinbacher if you want to sign up. Get a $100 deposit match bonus. But the reason I even brought Underdog is because that's – I mean, I've seen that multiple times in the last week, especially after the clips, like after the camp hype has come out and he is just skyrocketing up draft boards. And, and that's – I'm like, well – that's fine because I'm not drafting him there. So yeah, um, let somebody else take take that bullet, and I'll just let these other guys <laughs> like T. Higgins or Devonte Smith just kind of fall a little bit further. You do you. I'll, I'll take I'll those do guys. me. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! Right, so what's Lisa here? My best top four on a twelve team draft: Hill, Smith, Cooper, Pickens. Getting all four of those guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. That's pretty at solid. All. Anytime you can start with Devon, Devontae Smith, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, and George Pickens, you're feeling pretty good. Dan, where are we at here? Oh, oh, this is a fun one. I like this one. I like this one. If Kev's still in here, he's gonna like my answer too. But <laughs> which which wide receiver is your favorite wide receiver to draft based on their ADP? So I mean, obviously everybody's favorite might be Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. But if you're looking at ADP, uh, what what wide receiver do you like the most to take a shot on this year? I think it's important to highlight that, too, because this is not about, like, most talented. This is about pure value in the pick. If he lands to you at this spot, like, how hype would you be? For me, that answer is Christian Kirk. And I think his ADP is dropping because of all this hype around Calvin Ridley. The thing is, these two guys embody totally different roles in the offense, and Christian Kirk's role is going to be untouched, right? He's going to be that heavy reception guy. And his ADP right now is, what, 70? So, I mean, you're we're talking in a 10-man league, you can pick him up in round seven. And this is a guy who, me, I personally think, could catapult into the top 12 in PPR formats. I mean, I am all in on Christian Kirk anyway, as a, like, as a follow-up to my first two receivers, first three receivers, just based on what the, his value is bringing to me. I mean, this guy was a top 15 receiver last year 
and I, I do not foresee a scenario where he puts up worse numbers than, I don't know, there's guys getting drafted ahead of him like Tyler Lockett, I don't think has a better season than Christian Kirk. Um, I mean, there's just with the way that the Jaguars offense is being built out, they're going to be throwing the rock the whole time too. So there's no reason, even if Calvin Ridley does pop off, that both these guys can succeed. And at, at the 70 spot, I love Christian Kirk. Yeah, top 12 fantasy uh, wide receiver last year as well. Um, so I think top 12 is right back in it. I do think most of it is strictly because of Calvin Ridley. He hasn't played in two years. We have no idea what he's going to do. We, right. We've seen Christian Kirk in this offense with Trevor Lawrence. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Kev, my favorite wide receiver to draft right now, and I have the exposure all over underdog to prove it. And uh, that's Michael Pittman Jr., right? Um, man, I have, I, I have really probably drafted too much of this guy. Two straight seasons as a top 24 wide receiver. He's going at ADP 69 right now. So right around where Christian nice. Kirk is going. And it's a nice spot. He's being drafted in the wide receiver 30 to 35 range. Um, highest exposure player that I have right now. I just think he's too cheap. I have him ranked right at wide receiver 24. So if I can get him in the wide receiver 30 to 35 range, I feel like I'm getting a value and somebody who is consistent. My assumption is he's dropped because he's got a rookie wide receiver, excuse me, a rookie quarterback, but that drumbeat is not stopping in Indianapolis. People are loving what they're seeing out of Anthony Richardson. So, you know, your boy is loving what he's seeing out of Anthony Richardson. Uh, but really the beat writers are all over this. Uh, it seems like Richardson's having a phenomenal training camp. Michael Pittman Jr. is not moving right now in terms of ADP. So if he's going to stick around this same range, I'll take it. I think the highest I took him was 49 uh, in ADP in, a, in an underdog draft. But just as, as as recently as the end of July, I drafted him at right at a uh, pick 75. So he's not like he is not going anywhere right now. And, and I love him in that range. And I will continue to take him in that range, especially in best ball where I can take Richardson a couple more rounds later and just stack up the Colts stack a little bit. That up. Yeah. I'm love it. I'm a little cautious of Michael Pittman jr. But I mean, the talent is undeniable and with where he's getting drafted, that's another one that's been kind of surprising me. Cause there's like, I mean, there's like wide receiver threes, in certain offenses that are getting taken ahead of him from the drafts that I've been a part of or the mock drafts that I've seen. And that's crazy to me uh, to see him drop that far, even with the question marks around Anthony Richardson. Not like, not that people think he's going to come in and do poorly, but that we just haven't seen him in an NFL game. Right. So those are all like, I think justifiable questions, but you know, there's no reason not to take a flyer on a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. because we've seen what he could do even with guys like I mean Carson Wentz throwing him the ball like <laughs> the talent's undeniable there yeah uh, absolutely over over 900 receiving yards last two seasons over 120 targets the last two seasons I mean the guy is 
He's finished 21 and 22. He's finished over 13 fantasy points per game. He He's just consistent. He has been consistent the past two seasons, and I don't think that he's going away. And so, if again, if I can get him as a wide receiver three, but with the ideal that he's going to end up as a top 24 wide receiver as he has the last two seasons, um, that feels like great value for yeah. me. Uh, Kev agrees that range. He thinks it's a deal. Um, I'm pretty sure Kev and I drafted him when, when Kev was on the Rumbles of Red just a few weeks ago as well. Uh, we had to stack up those Colts, of course. <laughs> Low Colts stack will do you, do you good. Yeah, always. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Wow. Wide receivers. What a crazy group. Them. Crazy group to talk about. I'm uh, I'm excited for next week because I feel like when I first started going through everything, I was like, man, I feel like running back is still pretty slim. But then I like dug into it really deep. I'm like, man, it's actually kind of deep. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so many I love. <laughs> there's so many. There, and there's so many gross running backs that I love. Yeah. Like I, I love clicking the button on Roshan Johnson. Ooh, <laughs> like, that feels I'm telling dirty. You, there's like gross running backs. And I'm like, I don't mind. I don't mind clicking the button on Jeff Wilson. Like, I don't like. I, I don't. I don't hate it at all. I don't hate like, it. Oh, this sucks. Why am I taking this guy? I'm like, oh, Jeff Wilson. All right, don't mind if I do. Like, yeah. I just... There's just guys this year. I I agree where you come from with that. There's guys this year that was like, you you wouldn't want to touch with a ten foot pole, and now it's like I don't know that kind of like ugly duckling things going on with these running backs. They're looking kind of sexy to draft yep. this year. <laughs> See, the problem though with me, uh, as always, is I feel gross when I'm taking those top guys. Mm. Like when I see Nick Chubb go in the first round, I'm like, ah, really? Nick Chubb in the first? Like he's not going to catch passes. But then, of course, the, the report came out. He is going to catch passes this year. But <laughs> – Josh Jacobs, I don't want to take Josh Jacobs. Like, I just, you know, there's just guys out there. I'm excited to talk about them. There are a couple guys in the top five to ten that I do really like. Um, I don't want to give them away too quickly. Spoiler, their name is not Derrick Henry, um, but or (laughs) Nick Chubb. But there are guys up there that I, I am excited about this year and definitely some guys that are deeper in drafts that I'm really liking. Um, yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's the zero RB life, man. That's, that's, that's the life we're live. living. Yep. That's where we, that's our, that's our world. Zero RB. I love that strategy. I've, I've used it for a couple of years now and it's, I mean, it's paid off. <laughs> yeah. I am about um, on all my underdog uh, teams. I'm about, 30% anchor RB. So I'm taking one running back in the first two to three rounds, just one. And then I'm not touching it until like around eight or so. And then I'm about, you know, 30, 35% zero RB to where I'm not taking any running backs until round after round six. So yeah, uh, plenty of plenty of round three, four and five guys that I don't have a lot of exposure to. <laughs> and I'm okay. Hey, with that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. I'm okay with that. Running backs next week, y'all. If you're still here with us, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Uh, hit that like button. If you're listening to the audio, 
Uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you will. Uh, just help us out a little bit there. Thank you for being over there. Share the podcast with your friends. Let us help you and anybody around you get ready for your fantasy football season. Running backs next week. If you missed the tight ends last week, I can't believe we're already through two positional groups. Like that's we're we're literally three shows away, uh, and and then we got week one. Like we're Ooh. we're here, man. We're getting there. It's it might get fast. emotional. <laughs> it is coming fast. We'll have running backs next week, quarterbacks the week after that, and then I think we're gonna run a mock draft there towards the end of August. And then after Labor Day, we are in the thick of it, getting you ready for week one. It'll be time. It'll be time. Well, Trevor, I uh, I had a good time. I'm ready to ready to get to this. Uh, this I, I want to see some preseason football. I'm ready. That's for right. It. Get a little preseason action this week. I'll uh, I'll throw out my Twitter real fast before we get out of here at Trevor S underscore FF. Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. It's I can, Twitter. I can still type Twitter in my in my uh, search bar. It still comes up. So uh, call it what you will. Follow me on it at Trevor S underscore FF. Um, Friday night, I will be live on the Rumbles of Red. Had a, some technical difficulties last week, which was just annoying, but we made it through. Still drafted uh, a Hound Dog team. This week, we'll probably be oh, drafting a Best Ball Mania team. So we're going to draft the $3 million winning team. Come check us out. 8.15 Central Time right here on the Bite Size Sports YouTube Network. And follow all the Bite Size shows. I know right before we went on tonight, uh, Nate and Kev were on talking about the college football and all the conference realignments. So go check that Crazy out. Crazy stuff over and, there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of changes. So Bite Size Sports is here for you just trying to get some – some content out for you. So make sure you subscribe and help us get to 750 subscribers. Heck yeah. And then hit you with mine as well at Dan underscore TF 40. That's for our show. The fastest 40. I run with my boy, Trey Lawrence at the fastest underscore 40. If you want to follow that uh, page on X, <laughs> you can catch us on uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts as well. And then, of course, check out Bite Size Sports. We're always putting out all the episodes for all of our latest shows at Bite underscore Size Sports on Twitter or X, however you prefer. Any show that we're putting out, we're always putting links so you can interact with the hosts and, and ask those questions that you might have. Whether it's fantasy football or not, we really cover the whole gamut of sports, which is really cool. Um, a lot of talented guys here, so definitely give that a follow. And then, of course, Give us a follow at ADP podcast underscore FF until next week. Appreciate everybody joining us for the show. We'll talk running back soon. I need to know everything. Who in the what in the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, a five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'll be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk so I'm letting